So, here I am. Welcome to River Roundtable with Pastor Lou Wooten, where we dive into the currents of the modern world and equip people with the truth that sets us free. Good afternoon. I am not Pastor Lou Wooten. I am Joel Polowski, and with me is two empty chairs at the moment. So, I and will be uh, starting off our day here. We are expecting our uh, our first guest, who should be arriving any second now, and that would be Angela Plowhead. She'll be spending a little time with us this afternoon. We're looking forward to it while everybody gets their stuff strapped on here. All right. All right. And then, uh, so the next thing we're going to do is we're going to talk about some of the things that are going on. You might have heard about a little, couple of little issues that have happened in this last week. Uh, one of them, which something to do with Roe and Wade. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some of the voting uh, ballot issues in Clackamas County that have happened uh, this, uh, this, this election season. We'll talk about uh, some of our candidates. Uh, so we have Angela is now uh, seated and looking fairly comfortable and uh, <laughs> ready to go. Uh, then later in the uh, in the hour, we're going to have uh, Carrie McQuiston will be uh, will be calling in uh, and Laurel Rose, who is a candidate for CD five. Uh, and then we're going to have Beth Jones at the uh, at the end of the hour for uh, House District 17. So we have a very full show today. Praise we're going to stuff this hour and uh, we're going to get ready to roll. So welcome, Angela. Thanks How are you for doing? Having me. I'm doing great. Thank you for coming. Amen. Praise and God. Pastor Andrew, is hey. uh, he's still working on stuff here. I got something dangling off the he's side got, here. He's going to he's going to work on it right there now. We go. Got getting the headphones all hooked up. He's welcome, get, everybody. Yeah. Happy Saturday to you. There we are. Glad to hear you making it through another week. Bless you guys. Did you do the the station call already too here? I have not done the station 104. call. One hundred four point three FM. We're super blessed, and then also uh, twelve twenty AM. It's uh, www.kslm.news, and you can go on there to look up the podcast and everything else. And and so yeah, we're we're really blessed to be able to be here to partner with KSLM, and um, you know Pastor Lou today is uh back at the church we're having camp meeting we have had mm -hmm. for the last two weeks we're just about done for the week i'm gonna gonna do our uh, <clears throat> i'm gonna have our uh, mother's day brunch tomorrow morning before yep. service at, at 9 a.m and so um we'd love to invite everybody to come along to that and so it's a potluck brunch and then um there's actually service tonight also at uh 7 p.m at the river church there at 4675 portland road um, we have just been having a wonderful, wonderful time in the Holy Ghost. Amen. There's just been um, a lot of people getting saved, a lot of people getting healed, delivered, set free. And so um, just piles. I mean, literally, we have had so much testimony. It's wonderful. So um, that's that's you can you can hear more about that on our Tuesday broadcast online. But you can check it out also online at uh, theriverNW.com. Or if you're on face, uh, that's uh, it's on Facebook also, the River Church, 
the River and W, I believe it is. And then on YouTube also, the River and W. So um, you can check out the live stream, literally their live stream right now. That's why we are not on the video because yes. we only have one video feed. So <laughs> we, we have one video feed. They're using it. Uh, so we are recording this. Yes. Uh, so you will be able to watch it later. Um, yeah, or I listen. should say, listen to it later. More of a podcast style, but so, yeah, more podcast, mm -hmm. less, less video. Right. On, on YouTube. All right. Yeah. So welcome. So, welcome. Thanks, Angela, for coming. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Glad to be here. Amen. Yeah. So, so you're running for an office. I'm running for CD6, which is the brand new district that was created by the census. It covers most of Marion County, or at least most of the populous parts. Um, all of Yamhill, all of Polk, part of Clackamas, and part of Washington counties. Wow. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of ground. It is. I've actually lived in four of the five counties that oh. I represent. Um, nice. The fifth one is Yamhill, and that is one that I spent five years in graduate school at. So... I'm very familiar with all five of these uh, counties awesome. and, you know, these have been my neighbors, my friends, my coworkers. I mean, it's where I've been raising my kids and my family and, you know, this is our home. Yeah, this is, uh, this is, this one very interesting because one of the things in a personal note here mm -hmm. is that Angela lives l literally right down the street from my sister-in-law, brother-in-law. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So we are, uh, we are very blessed in the way that uh, this has been working so that we can see uh, people from our own community stepping up uh, and, oh, yeah. and taking the reins, if you will, to to represent us in Washington the way the way Angela intends to do. Right. And so with with when you get to Washington. Hey, OK. Um, what are some of the things you want to do? Some of the very first things I want to do are, number one, protect mm -hmm. our Constitution, protect our freedoms. Mm -hmm. um, and that means rolling back some of the authority that's been handed over to the executive branch, mm. which really should live with Congress. Mm, that's yes. how we continue to have our checks and balances to make sure that, you know, kind of rogue presidents aren't going out and doing things like, you know, giving away our national secrets to our enemies. <laughs> no, one's, having, no one's ever done that. Never mind. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, having the FBI look into or investigating parents versus investigating um, things that they should be investigating, like you know, when people are breaking into the Supreme Court and releasing their documents, um, right. <laughs> yeah. you know, things like that. Um, yeah. You know, other things that I'm really interested in and hoping to do is to, you know, other than making sure our DOD are working well and that our veterans are, are being, you know, well protected and that our VA resources aren't going to the border to um, serve people that haven't served in our country versus the people that have. Um, also making sure that our education system is working well, that mm. every child has the opportunity to get a good education through things like parental choice and money following the child, that um, we don't have activist teachers and administrators and teachers unions setting the curriculum for our children and disregarding um, parents' voices in those things. And making sure that our economy is working well, that we have small business that is prioritized, and that when the federal money, the federal government is giving money, that we are sure that that money is going to do what it says it's going to do. 
um, or what those organizations that are receiving those monies say that it's going to do, and that we're not uh, wasting federal monies doing that. And that's and that's not federal monies. That that comes from the taxpayers. Hey. And so taxpayers absolutely need to have some account, or not the taxpayer, but the people that are using this money need to have accountability to the taxpayers for what that money's being used for. You know, we need to lower our tax uh, our tax burdens. Burdens. Burden. There yep. you go. Thank yep. you. Mm-hmm. And um, making sure that you know our elected officials are being accountable yeah. to the people that have put them there. And so we got lots going on in our country right now and a lot that needs to be addressed. That's uh that's as I would say a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh you sound like you're going to be pretty busy and uh and we <laughs> look forward to uh to supporting you when you're in office. Appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you. Um so one of the things that we do in this show here and I'd like you to join us in this discussion, Angela, Certainly. is that we talk about religion and politics mm-hmm. in the same sentence. OK, <laughs> yeah. we we make no distinction between church and state because they are the people. Hey. And so as the people, one of the things that we like to do is talk about uh, a something that's a verse or something that comes out of uh, out of the Bible and how it applies to what we're doing right now and the where that we're we're at right now, and this was laid on me this week, and and that is uh, one of the beatitudes. Mm. So we've talked about how are we going to get through all of this stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've talked about food shortages in the show. We've seen that in the news. We've talked about uh, you know election issues. We've talked about all kinds of issues that we have coming. Mm-hmm. Okay, but how are we going to get through that, and how are we going to see it through? And so uh, one of the things that laid on me for this was that uh, the beatitude of uh, from Mark 5, 5, because I had to look this up, by the way, because, <laughs> you know, you're the biblical scholar, not yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's blessed are the meek. It's Matthew, by the way. Oh, Matthew. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And so when I would look this up, because we believe in the fruit of the spirit at mm. River Church, mm-hmm. the article that was first listed to me was the fruit of the spirit, meekness. Bzz. I was like, oh, so this is definitely the thing. All right. And as we've talked about meekness and and the uh, the typical definition of it, if you will, is that it's a, uh, you know, you're humble, you're tame, timid uh, kind of words are used around that. But when you go into the into studying the the translations that word actually the meek word actually is translated uh from the from the greek word praetes and praetes according to aristotle has a completely different meaning and it talks about and aristotle defined it as therefore being able to be uh not so much angry but as in to be to be strong and to be able to stand uh at the right time, with the right measure, for the right reason. That's called self-control. And yes, that is self-control. Another fruit of the spirit. Well, that's yes. the, yeah, because meekness yes. meekness actually isn't in the list. It's it's gentleness and self-control. If you would if you would uh, try to include it in anywhere, it would be in that. You know. Yes. The the gentleness. Um, you know, so I mean, uh, you know, they, when when people talk about um, Jesus and they're, you know, and they and they want to say, well, you know, Jesus was meek, you know, and they quote the psalm where, you know, a, a bruised reed and a smoking flax, he won't quench, right? 
Yep. He wouldn't. He wouldn't break a bruised reed, and a, and a smoking flax wouldn't quench. That was the prophetic verse from the Psalms about it, and and how that um, you know he was uh, he was pure and holy, meek and lowly. You know that's the yes. old hymn, right? But but then uh, they forget about the 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 verses in Revelation that talk about his return mm-hmm. as a king with fire in his eyes and a rod of iron in his hand to rule the nations, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he came as a savior, amen, to show the, the heart of God in giving and loving and how to treat one another, right? Yep. With respect, you protect each other. You love the family. You don't bring in division and and give your children away to people. You you protect life. Amen. You 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 lift life up. And so, you know, this is this is something that obviously is very hot right now, right? <laughs> well, and I what I love about what you just said is yeah. that you know, one thing I think that people oftentimes misinterpret about Jesus or forget about Jesus yeah. is that um, he was very strong. He was bold. He was bold. Hey. Yes, very much so. And, you know, he's the one who was flipping over the tables and he, yeah. he was calling people pit of vipers. And, oh, yeah. you know, he was he was straight up front with <laughs> what he thought about the religious leaders of the day and how and he was not shy about telling them that Amen. he did not like what they were doing or how they were doing it and right. that they were being harmful to the people that they were leading. Yes. And so, you know, I think we need to have that same sense of righteousness mm. and be able and walk in truth yeah. but we can do that in love you know we can hey. talk about you know what our beliefs are and we can stand in righteousness and we can stand on our beliefs without being you know nasty to other people right um granted i would say being being called a pit of vipers is not necessarily nice but, <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's not the best but yeah <laughs> but you know in in the my version uh uses that word humble there for yes. meekness. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, you know, there's a piece of that that I think we can take from. You know, we can we can walk in humbleness, you know, yeah. not boasting of ourselves, not being um, conceited or um, narcissistic in what we do, you know, learning from others. You know, that I know that's a word that uh, Pastor oh, yes. Lou likes to use is mm-hmm. teachable. And yes. so, you know, we can, and, and that's what I read in that, is that we can be teachable, be be humble in how we present ourselves to other people, but not be weak. And that's yeah. why I think people confuse. They confuse meekness with weakness. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And so Yeah, so another another favorite version that Pastor Lou likes to read. We gotta we gotta be a voice for Pastor since he's not here today, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh the the uh, classic amplified version in that in that Matthew five and five, it talks about the meek with a parenthesis, the mild, patient and long suffering. And so in other words, what that means is, is you're, you're holding your tongue until the right time to speak. You're patient. In other words, you're, you're, you're standing your ground and waiting for the right time for the move to be made to, for what needs to be done correctly. Because that obviously, uh, uh, Jesus, you know, that was the other thing that he says. He's like, Hey, I, I didn't, I didn't come to bring priests, but a stumbling block. Well, so yes, we talked about, um, not only stumbling blocks, mm. which we had one this week mm. when uh, uh, the Supreme Court uh, had had some language At and least a, a rooting uh, leaked. OK. <laughs> yeah. And so there were there were people were talking about our disinformation uh, group. Oh, we had goodness. the movie 2000 Mules that came out. Um, did you know Pfizer dumped 8000 or 80,000 documents? OK. And with it. 
with an acknowledged efficacy of their gene therapy at 12% in those documents. Okay. All of that happened at the same time. And then the Supreme Court was like, oh, yeah, by the way, we had this leaked. And so what do we talk about right now? Suddenly. Roe v. Wade. And what is everybody doing? Jumping off the handle. Right. Flying around. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you got to go to this. Why? The Supreme Court was putting up barricades, okay, within minutes mm -hmm. of the leak happening. OK, because they were expecting some people who didn't have the restraint, mm. who weren't meek, mm -hmm. OK, who didn't have the ability to control themselves mm -hmm. to respond. Yeah. OK. And so I just want to get your impression basically overall of how this week has played out, Angela. You know, I think we have an opportunity here to show how we can stand above those things mm -hmm. that we don't yeah. have to necessarily follow the the flow of the the hype and we can just hey. focus on what's important um you know as happened with was has happens with every election you know you have these things that kind of get thrown out there and I, you know there's so much going on right now that we just need to stay focused hey. on the things that people are really concerned with and right now you know even with this leak you know a the issue of abortion is actually polling really low with voters right now. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, there are those people that this is their hot button issue and that are going to try and make it something that it isn't. And, mm -hmm. and really what this is about is about states' rights. Mm. And this issue is something that has and always has been, you know, when you look back at the constitutional attorneys that looked at Roe v. Wade, you know, since it was first instituted or first right. that decision first came down, you know, they were saying that this is something that is a state's issue. Right. Yes. And this should not have um, this decision should not have been made the way it was made. And if it's ever right. challenged federally. Yes, federally. Mm -hmm. And if it's ever challenged, then it will go down. And so, you know, I, I think when we see the final decision come out. Um, we're going to see that piece of it be emphasized. Um, you know, all of us sitting here know that, you know, life begins at conception. And, you know, science tells us that life begins at conception. conception right? yes. um, but there is been a focus on abortion as a woman's right when abortion and i think this piece gets missed oftentimes that abortion is 99.9 percent .9 avoidable uh and when you look at I mean, i'm sorry i meant pregnancy is 99.9 percent .9 avoidable yes. and so um let's talk about that on the front side and then <laughs> on, on the back side of it let's talk about the issue that you know 48 percent so almost 50 percent of all abortions are had by people that are in a domestic issue you know people that have been in an issue of domestic violence or that have been trafficked hmm. and that women that have been trafficked tend to have multiple abortions yes but yet none of those hmm. things are, are talked about and when we look at the research on what happens when someone is coerced into having an abortion because mm -hmm. we always hear choice but almost 50 percent of women don't have a choice they're no. being coerced they're being yeah. pushed, pushed into abortion right. yeah and oh, yes. so um and we know that that well, leads to poorer mental health outcomes for people right so why aren't we talking about that why aren't we talking about when, we, when people start pushing that that issue of choice and how it's an honor to a woman to be able to have choice over what happens to her body well what about that almost 50 percent that don't have a choice that are being coerced into this yeah so let's let's bring that up as the piece of the issue that isn't being talked about and that's being avoided by the pro-choice advocates. Right. So, you know, 
I think we need to take this narrative back hey. when it comes to abortion and talk about let's have compassion for those people. Yeah, yeah and we have we have also so myself, mm-hmm. I was adopted mm-hmm. as a child. And so um, and so were my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that is one of the options that is that is also been pushed to the side mm-hmm. as this as we've chosen one one solution mm-hmm. to to a to essentially what is what is called an unwanted pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you're right, Angela. I mean, we we have we have a human trafficking problem in in this nation. And and on this show, we don't mince words. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so we will call it exactly what it is. It's yeah. sex slavery. It's right. slavery. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right. And these are women and children and young men. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Yes. Who are being forced into the sex trafficking world. Okay. Against their will. Right. All right. And when an outcome happens that mm-hmm. naturally occurs in that industry. Okay. And I won't even, I shouldn't even use that word industry that makes it too nice yeah well i mean the thing is is that has Mm -hmm. been proven is what part of it is so anyhow yes but going on (laughs) yeah and and we have states that have laws where you know if someone comes in and they're underage the 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 clinic doesn't report anything so um and that's one of the problems is that planned parenthood which provides most of the abortions in the united states does not ask about human trafficking yes so if this is about compassionate care for women then you need to show me that you're actually providing compassionate, compare, compassionate care for women and giving them an option to get out of slavery. Yeah. Yes. But if you're if avoiding the issue of human slavery mm-hmm. in our nation right now, mm-hmm. then you are not being compassionate. You are not looking at women's issues. And so, you know, I, I think we have a lot of work to do with this area, and we have a lot of work to do to provide education to medical providers about how to assess this issue and how to report it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've heard, you know, the the argument that, well, what if a, a young child, a minor, 11-year-old, 12-year-old comes in and they've been, it's, it's incest. Yes. Well, what are you doing to protect them from the incest? Mm-hmm. If you're just addressing the issue of the, the result of the incest, mm-hmm. which is the, the, the child that now is in this young woman's womb, right. you're not addressing what caused it. You're not protecting them out of this situation. Yeah. So you're just covering it up. Yeah. 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 The, the, you know, and, and that's, and I, and I love how you said that the child that is in this young woman's womb, because the rhetoric is the outcome of, of uh, conception is what's often said mm-hmm. instead of actually calling it a person, you know, naming and and actually giving honor to the child and the life, it, it's it's degrading it. I mean, that's what it's always been all along: is degrading and dehumanizing well, the situation. Yeah. So right? we we have we have Eek. uh not good. There there's so many facets to this though. The whole degrading of life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, you know, we were created in the image of God. Hey. Okay. That's right. So. I shall not veil mm-hmm. that reflection of God. Yeah. Okay. So, no, I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> right. All well. right. <laughs> you know, it, it literally is against my religion, against yes. my beliefs yeah. to wear a mask. Yeah. So for those of you that aren't paying attention out there, it ain't ever going to happen again. Not for me, <laughs> not for my family. 
Okay. Yeah. That's where this is going. Actually, look at the science on that too, as a side note. But. Well, yeah. So when <laughs> I was at Homeland Security, at. we did several studies on masks. Yeah. Okay. And, and all of them proved that it was basically useless. Yeah. Especially against viruses. Uh, yeah. When well, the FDA says that mm -hmm. it is a, it's, it's a prescribed medical instrument. Yes. And so um, that OHA is prescribing a medical device mm. is not, they have no authority to do that. Yeah. So yeah. that, that to me goes back to what we were talking about, which is this whole leak of, uh, and bringing up this flame because that's really what has happened is mm -hmm. there's been this explosion of discussion. It's such a hot topic with so many people, abortion, right? And, or choice, right of choice or, you know, whatever you want to say. Mm -hmm. And suddenly what just happened, like you're talking about this, this, uh, dump of all the documents from Pfizer yep. showing that they're wonderful, you know, which you know that Dr. Anthony Fauci, Finocchio himself, and all of these people <laughs> yes. that have lied on, full-on lied on mainstream media, media and have lied to the American people about it's, it's a great and effective thing. No, 12%? That's garbage. Worthless. Well, yeah. Worse than worthless. So we can't even determine... Uh, because the control group was given the uh, the gene therapy as well. Yeah. Uh, so there's no there's no way to to sort the wheat from the chaff, so to speak. Yeah. On this, so you can't actually know who was injured by it, who was not injured uh, by it. Um, and so we have that. We have uh, we have election integrity issues that came out now and are being highlighted by the mo movie Twelfth. Uh, 2,000. 2,000. I wanted to say 12,000 yeah. for some reason. 2,000 mules. But 2,000 mules. Okay. And uh, Dinesh D'Souza, I saw a little quote from him, said that something like 400,000 ballots across five states, okay, is the, is the total. So wow. that makes a difference in flipping those states completely. Yeah, that's not a small right. amount. All not right. insignificant. That is. No. Uh, and we need to make sure that we have election integrity in this yes. nation, that every vote is counting, mm -hmm. and that it's counting in a and, and that Americans are assured that it count that their vote, the, the yes. vote they cast is being counted the way they cast it. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't care where you fall on this issue of whether or not you feel like the election was stolen mm -hmm. or not stolen, mm -hmm. but that should matter to you. Yes. Because if we're going to keep our republic as a republic, then we need to make sure that that the American people know that What's have a surety yeah. that our elections are fair and that they are accurately reflecting what the American people want to have happen in our nation. Yeah. And yep. what otherwise, what separates us from a banana republic? Right, yeah. Uh, no, the answer is nothing. Right, right. exactly. It's, it is a constitutional republic. And so really quick before we get off of it, because we'll probably come back to it again anyhow. Um, you know, this the, the whole issue is not that uh, abortion is being outlawed. It's saying the federal government does not have the right to choose it for the states. Yes. The states make the choices themselves. That is the essence of a constitutional republic. The states right. are their own entity to make that choice themselves. Correct. And so yeah. we want the states to do that. And so now... We are going to uh, transition to our next guest. And Angela, you're welcome to stay along. Yeah. Um, so we have uh, Carrie McQuiston mm. on the phone. And are you there, Carrie? I am here. Hi, how are you? Hey, Hi. It's good to talk with you. All right. And welcome to KSLM. Yeah. 1220 AM. 
104.3 FM at www.klsm.news. KSLM. KSLM. I did it again. Oh, man. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So there's some uh, there's some interesting stuff been going on in the uh, in the in the week. And you might have been listening in here, Carrie, to hear what we're going on. So uh, so what I wanted to talk to you about is I just wanted to get your feel for the state of the governor's race and where you think uh, things are positioned. First, I want to make sure there's not too big of an echo on your end. Uh, no, I don't hear one. No, we're okay, good. Okay, perfect. I hear it on my end. Okay. So so sorry. But yeah, the governor's race is very interesting. So I, I think um, we've had a couple polls come out that are absolutely false. Mm. I haven't seen a poll come out that legitimately uh, reflects what's going on out there on the ground. So very interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how polls can be manipulated to say what you want them to say and so you know with how you craft the question you know as a as a psychologist i'm you know understand statistics and so how you craft the question can make a huge difference yeah my 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 background in stats too does lead me to uh question many of those things so this uh so if we're if we're going to talk about uh talk about the the governor's race here and what we need in oregon so we've talked about uh the We've talked about some bit busy hot topic issues here. Um, so did you know that it, Carrie, at this moment mm-hmm. that we're running uh, about 90% behind in terms of ballots turned in at this time? I, and how do you think I that might affect that. the race? <laughs> yeah, I, I believe that people are holding in onto their ballots until the very last minute is mm-hmm. what's happening. So I think voter integrity is a huge issue on most people's minds, yeah. and they're sitting on them to the last minute to make sure they can hand them in in person. So we're we're trying to turn two weeks of ballots uh, turn in into into an election day by the will yeah, of the people. Yeah, that shows people would like. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Go yeah, ahead, Andrew. So, yeah, good. So, uh, Miss Gary, thank you for coming on the air first. Also, uh, we we appreciate um, you know what you're doing, how you're taking a stand, the um, the sacrifices you're making. To, uh, to be able to come along and serve the state of Oregon. So I just wanted to I thank you right off the bat. Oh, you're welcome. Good. And, and so then also, uh, you know, just, uh, just wanted to um, see, uh, pick your brain, I guess you will, on, on uh, you know, what you, what you think of, um, of like what Joel was saying, of, of how there has been this sudden, explosion of media information detracting from what have been the actual topics uh, even specifically for the Oregon governor's race yeah you know media creates a little bit too much a spin in some areas and not enough in the others and it's because they're controlling the narrative mm-hmm. and I'm seeing that as a huge voter suppression issue in Oregon mm-hmm. in particular mm-hmm. uh, how so you know, when you have media using bogus polling and bogus uh, lobbyist funding polls to block out certain candidates from being in front of voters on television, that's an issue. And that's exactly what we're seeing here. Um, we're seeing a millionaire's club and a lobbyist trying to buy our election, and the media is completely complicit in that. So they focus on these candidates, and they spin everything away from the candidates who are on the ground. So... Uh... So is there any other way to, to break through this? How do you how do you break through that? 
you know, it's really, this is the quintessential effort of draining the swamp, <laughs> and people just have to be aware. You know, we, we can't let our elections be bought and paid for anymore, because especially in Oregon, when we allow that, Republicans are going to lose. Mm. And I contend that we don't have wonderful, brilliant Democrat candidates, okay? Mm-hmm. They're not unbeatable. I, I am seeing, you know, the swamp on our side being complicit in causing our losses for the last four decades. You know, we have to have a candidate that comes forward that actually is exciting to the conservative Republican base. And Republicans are so bad at trying to appease and please the Democrat side with their nominee, you know, that there's no contrast in the general election and we lose. Mm-hmm. So, so we as, have to be as, aware of that. So as Reagan said, bold colors. Yes, yeah. we have, to, we have and, to stand strong. Yeah, Angela has a question. So, Carrie, I, one thing I'm hearing as I'm on the campaign trail is that uh, people are suspicious of big money right now. Are you hearing that same thing? Yes, that veil is starting to lift, <laughs> and hey. they should be suspicious. Because, I mean, there, there are people who set themselves up, even in Oregon, as kingmakers to put forth a, a candidate that they want. And these folks are not loyal to a conservative cause. They're not, they're not conservative Christians. They are power brokers. They donate and they they trade money back and forth between both sides. Mm-hmm. That's not someone we need to let determine the outcome of our elections. Yeah, you shouldn't you, you shouldn't pick on Bill Post that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that does uh, lead me to the relevation the the Relevance. relevations. Ah, I'm making up words as I go here. The revelation that uh, Bud Pierce was uh, was has been donating off uh, both sides of the street. Uh, including uh, almost $16,000 to Kurt Schrader. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> you know, we don't need a moderate who plays both sides of the fence. We will lose the general if a candidate like that goes through, pure and simple. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's shocking to me that, uh, that that went on for so long and nobody noticed until just now. Yeah. So I, I also have a question, Ms. Carey. Um, yeah. As far as your constituent, constituents in the uh, over in the central and eastern parts of the state, um, mm-hmm. you know, what um, what would you advise for people to be able to um, have good communication and receive correct information? You know, when when all there is is basically, you know, a few broadcast over the air television channels. Uh, you know, what is what is a good source of information for people? Yeah, turn off the TV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't ever take a politician at face value. So what's really good is if you've been in an elected position before, such as a legislature, your voting record is going to be online. Yeah. As mayor, everything I've ever said and done is online in a video somewhere. If you've been a school board superintendent, your school board minutes, uh, your letters, those things are on your, your school board's website. So anything like that is public record. Mm-hmm. Dig. So in other words, uh, search and find out the information for yourself. Do not just take at face value what a news source will say. Or a candidate. Absolutely. Or, yes, or a candidate. Yeah. We've got lots of candidates yes. that are saying certain things about themselves, but then when you go back and you look at their record... It's not quite accurate. <laughs> so, exactly. yeah, so we've talked about, uh, last week we talked a little bit about voting records. And, uh, and we'll, we'll, uh, we're going to throw some people under the bus right now. Um, because Christine Drazen and Tina Kotek and Betsy Johnson, okay, 
literally have uh, the same voting record, okay, in many of the most important issues that we've talked about for this state. Uh, And this includes public safety, supporting the police. Um, And one of the co-sponsors on on some of these bills was Ron Noble, okay, who has co-sponsored legislation that uh, deals with uh, restricting the ability of the police to deal with some of the riots that we've had in Portland and and other things. Uh, And so those are the kinds of things that that people should be digging into and looking for. Okay, and so we've got uh, got a couple minutes left, Carrie. And uh, so I just wanna give you a chance to say uh, why someone should be voting for you. And uh, if you give us a talk about uh, anything that you have on the upcoming week, that would be great. Thanks. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm just winding down the campaign with a lot of national media. You know, we've bypassed the blackout with the Oregon media by going national. And that's the difference with my campaign, because it's not all internal issues in Oregon. A governor has to be a CEO that can play on that playing field at a national level to, to join the DeSantis's and the Noams of America and push back. So I'm definitely trying to do that and have had the attention nationally. But, you know, I'm fighting for a lot here in Oregon. I'm seventh generation Oregonian, grew up on a cattle ranch, small business owner, and I'm a small town mayor. And so I'm fighting to save my state. Amen. That's great. Amen. We, Thanks, Carrie. We appreciate Carrie. you calling in today. We appreciate it. Oh, very glad to be here. Thank you. All right. And uh, we are uh, shortly going to be talking to uh, Laurel Roses. Uh, who will be with us in a minute. Um, so one of the things that in this pause in between here is that we wanted to kind of uh, handicap a little bit of the races that are going on here. So now that we've we've talked to Carrie and, and, and that's happened, um, I'm going to make a prediction. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and you guys are going to, you guys are going to be stunned. Okay. Okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm calling the governor's race for Kerry oh, yeah. in the Republican primary. All right. Now, those of you that know me know that I have been know that I have been supporting her. But the reason why I've been supporting her is because, well, she's going to win. She has a natural voter base. Yeah. She has energy in in the campaign the, that I don't see in any of the other ones. Mm. I mean, Christine Drazen has been hiding in her basement for the last week and a half. <laughs> okay. We she's not been out. Okay. Stan needs to Stan needs to go create media circuses drama. in order to get and drama. Yeah. Okay. And put people at risk in order to get attention. Mm. All right. Uh Bud, I well, we already talked about Bud. All right. <laughs> and I've met him and I love him. He's a good man. Yeah. But uh playing both sides of the f- street is just wrong. Yeah. Uh and I that's not what we need right now. We need people who are constitutionally sound, like Angela is. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, we're going to talk with uh, Laurel Roses here in a moment, in a couple minutes. Uh, and then we're going to be talking with Beth Jones. And I hope Angela stays here for all of it. I'm happy to. <laughs> Thank you. Great. Thank you. I'm glad you're able to take the time. All right. Uh, so. Oh, that's all right. Go ahead. Yes. So, you know, Jesus told us to speak boldly on things, okay? And when Pastor Arthur Pulowski, no relation, prayed on Carrie, Uh it was the moment 
I knew she was winning. Oh, wow. I, I wasn't aware that he did. Where was that at? Okay, it's uh, it's online. I'll send you the cool. I'll send you the link. It's Great. it is an amazing moment uh, that that if you have not seen it, you mm. need to see it. Mm-hmm. All right, and uh, well, we'll we'll get it up on the on the on the river site. By the way, Man. this show needs its own Facebook page and, and other stuff too. So because we keep talking about stuff, right? And I've already had several people ask me, so that thing you talked about, where was that? Where can I find that? Okay. Yeah. That's and we want to be able to to have guests on and then you know link to their campaign web pages or uh, or other pages, you know, as we have different folks on and different yeah. topics. Yeah. Exactly. One of the, one of the things I want to bring up also, well, you know, because uh, I know that this is a this is a big button pusher. What we're doing right now is a button pusher for people as far as saying, hey, church, there's supposed to be a separation of church right. and state and and uh, not understanding that the the intent of the framers of the Constitution was to keep the state out of the church, not vice versa. Yes. Because if you look at any government that has removed God completely, it fails. Yeah. Well, and, and so it's you just can't do that. The, uh, the idea of uh, separation of church and state was not in the Constitution. Mm. The amendment um, brought. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you yeah. for thank you for catching me on that. What I, yeah. That. Uh, but but basically, I, I love what Pastor Lewis brought up in it, which and Joel mentioned at the head of the mm-hmm. hour also is that you know what is the government? It's by the people for the people of the people, right? Yep. Not in the right order, but anyhow, you get it. And and what is church? Church is not a building and a bureaucracy because that's dead religion. The church defined in the Bible is the people. So let, we've got people. our we've got our next caller here. We've like. got our next people. Amen. <laughs> let's bring her on. So let's bring on Laurel. Wow. Hey, Hi, well, Laurel. How are you doing? So <laughs> Laurel. I'm doing great. All right. Thank you. Laurel is uh, running for CD five. Yes. Are you there? Okay, good. Tell us I where that right. is, Miss Laurel. So where is CD5? CD5 goes everywhere from the Selwood Bridge to Sun River, south of Bend. What in the world? That is, that is, quite, the, that is quite the range. <laughs> it's a big old boot. That is a big, so yes, that's a big old boot. Is gerrymandering spinning into your head at this point? Yeah. Yes. So, so what? Laurel, I just want to I just want to say you have the best name for anyone to represent Oregon and Congress because <laughs> yeah. your well, full name is Laurel Roses, and that is the most that, Oregon name ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless yes, it, we're it is. Forest. Yes, yes. <laughs> so why you, Laurel? Why should we? be picking you for Congressional District 5 to represent us in Washington? Well, first of all, because evil prevails when good people do nothing. Hey. And I have believed that for a very long time. And I see a lot of evil prevailing lately, and I just can't sit by any longer and just throw my state under the bus anymore. My husband's a truck driver, so we could move anywhere in the nation right now and have a very lucrative business. But we love Oregon. We were both born in Oregon. We raised our children in Oregon. And we're not ready to abandon our state. We're Amen. more ready to fight. Amen. 
Well, God bless you. I just got to pop in really quick here, Miss Laura. My name's Andrew Perkins, by the way. I'm one of the pastors at the River Church. I don't know if I've ever met you, but I just want to thank you right now for taking that stand. More Oregonians need to hear what you're saying right now. As an Oregonian, especially one like you, born and raised here. I'm, I'm the same way. I was born in the Willamette Valley down in Marion County. And, and Oregonians need to stand up for Oregon, right? Not let all the special interest garbage and everything go. I just, I just want to thank you. Amen. Bless you. You're welcome. And so many are fleeing the state. They're just like, okay, I'm yeah. done. I'm headed to Idaho. I'm headed to Montana. I'm headed to Texas. I can't stand the politics anymore. And why not stay and fight the politics instead? Our state used to be so awesome. The Oregon I grew up in, I was picking berries. I was running barefoot. You know, it just, it was a beautiful place to grow up and to raise my children. I, I think it can be that again. Yeah. Well, what we I hope the nation that... can be what it was again. Amen. Amen. Yes. So you would consider yourself one of those uh, types of people who would like to make America at the front of the line rather than at the back of the line. Yes, I would like I would like Congress to start doing its job again. Hey. We have allowed the president to sign executive orders on immigration for decades now instead of standing up and saying it's our job to do comprehensive immigration reform to fix this problem and yet we don't do it because it seems to be an unpopular topic Mm. so we let the president sign executive orders and look where it's gotten us Mm -hmm. well it's gotten us to a southern border that is completely overrun yeah yeah. yeah. And Congress is afraid to do their job. They are supposed to pass the laws, not ask the president to sign an executive order to solve the problem. President Trump finally was sick of it, and so he started implementing some plans that should have been put into law. Stay, you know, stay in Mexico order should have been a law that the legislature passed instead of an executive order. But you know, it, it, it's a problem. How many people are dying from the drugs coming across the border? It breaks my heart. Yeah, yeah. So, in other words, your your passion is turning into action with what you're you're saying. Hey, Oregonians, let's stand up and do something right about what is happening that's wrong. Yeah. Yes. So I I just wanted to follow up on a. You mentioned that your your husband's a truck driver. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is. So. Um, I just wanted to ask how the, the current economy is affecting your business. Uh, hugely, mm-hmm. because here's what happens. My husband hauls recyclables from the recycle plant to um, the mills that turn it into new goods mm-hmm. or to the port where it gets shipped across seas and turned into new goods. And what, so what do you think happens when fuel prices skyrocket? He's got to pass those on. So when your garbage bill goes up, your curbside garbage bill goes up, that's because every garbage truck's expenses have gone up. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they pass that on, and then my husband has to pass it on. And Whoa. Hello. <laughs> Whoops. I think, we had, I think we just had a technical difficulty. <laughs> Yeah. Okay, you still there, People Laurel? Don't understand that cause yeah. and effect. Yeah, yeah. Well, 
so so laurel we we appreciate you and uh and i would just like to say that uh i have this vision of you standing strong in the well of the house uh wearing that wearing that blue sweater i saw you in the other day that's uh that's crocheted it's amazing oh, i love yes. it My, okay yes. all right and that's a vision that that i see for the future so uh will you keep going strong and and we appreciate you uh and we're going to we're going to move have to move on to our next guest do you have anything at the last minute there angela you know, I think everything that Laurel was saying was absolutely accurate. You know, this issue with uh, the the distribution is extremely important and is going to be impacting our nation for, you know, the next probably decade unless we get it under control. And part of getting that under control is getting a lot of this stuff back over into the United States. Yes. You know, allowing our farmers to be growing what they need to grow, what they see yeah. um, available, you know, making things available on the local market, uh, making sure that the United States is back into manufacturing Amen. and that we get those jobs back here to the United States. So that way we don't have items sitting on port for, you know, up to a year. You know, yes in our house we were going Absolutely. through a, a remodel in our kitchen and we had a refrigerator that we ordered last march and we got it in uh part of it came in december and the next part of it came in february Oof. yeah supply chain issues supply chain issues yeah it's an issue yeah that's <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah so thank you laurel appreciate You're it welcome. and uh we'll look for you in uh cd5 Thank you. Vote roses. Vote Amen. roses. All <laughs> That's right. Wonderful. Bless you. Bless you. Appreciate Thank it. You guys. We are ready for Beth Jones. Beth Jones running for Hello. House District 17 is uh, is on the air here on KSLM uh, 104.3 FM 1220 AM. Thank you, Beth, for joining us. Hi. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Beth. Hey, good to hear you again, Miss Beth. Welcome on air live with us. We also have Miss Angela Plowhead with us, and so we just want to welcome you on. Hey, Beth. Hey, Angela. Yeah. So uh, so tell us what you're doing right now, Beth. I am standing on a street corner soliciting votes. I'm exercising my First Amendment rights. Hey. <laughs> Amen. Amen. There's Love that. There's about 15 of us out here in a busy intersection in Staten. And we are all out here waving signs. Uh, yeah, it's been interesting. We're getting more thumbs up than middle fingers, so that's good. Yeah, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah, when we were when we were cutting over to you, uh, we heard a honking horn. So you're getting some. Uh, that's right. Go Beth Jones. <laughs> yes, we're getting some some honks. <laughs> getting some honks and some feedback. That's great. That's great. Yeah, because uh, uh, if you don't know, I've actually been out uh, canvassing with Beth, and uh, one of the things that I experienced with Beth was uh, was the side of her that most people don't get to see when you're with it when you're with a uh, a candidate and that's the constitutional warrior side of Beth hey all right so you remember that afternoon we were walking around and you got that text back and this was end of February I believe mm -hmm. and uh, so just walk us through what happened there and tell us about that event can you remind me which text that was Oh, that was, I believe it was from uh, Jamie Kate. The text that I got, I do not remember a text from Jamie Kate. Okay, so um, my memory is that you received a message uh, concerning a, a House bill that was in committee and a question on whether or not it was constitutional. 
Oh, well, there's been a few of those, yeah. I've, I've advised several um, legislators on, on bills, and there have been, in this last February session, there were a couple, uh, one of them in particular, it was the superintendent bill, and yes. most people were upset that a school board couldn't direct a superintendent uh, to violate state or federal law, but the constitutional issue in that was they defined state and federal law as um, administrative guidance documents that had not gone through a rulemaking procedure. So it was a huge constitutional violation. Yeah, so so that's why uh, that's why we need you, Beth. Well, it sounds like the, the legislation already recognizes that they need Beth. They keep contacting her. Yes. Well, yes, until I ran, and then they decided I was too independent for them. <laughs> so an independent constitutional war- warrior like Beth Jones... Sounds amazing to me. Standing well, up. I, I defend the Constitution and the people. I'm not here to defend a political party. Amen. Amen. Hey. So, that'll yeah. preach right there. <laughs> so, Corey's going crazy over there behind the booth. It's amazing. <laughs> We've only got a minute, Beth, to, to wrap up here. Our uh, our time crunch is on us. Um, can you share with us a few things, hot topics you'd like to let people know about? I just, I want people to know that I've been fighting for our Constitution, parental rights, religious freedom. I've, I've been doing this for years. I'm not running and saying, if you elect me, I'll go do this. I'm saying I've been doing this, and if you want me to go do it in the legislature in addition to the courts, I'll go. Awesome. And that's what we need. We need fighters that are already fighting. And so yes. if your candidate, if the candidate you've been looking at isn't out there fighting right now, make sure that you're looking into that and don't vote for them. Vote for the people that are out there on the street fighting for yeah. you, for your kids, Amen. for the Constitution, and for our rights as Americans in this nation. Yeah, come on. Yes, and when you read the voters' pamphlet statement, look for, is this what they've already done or is this what they're saying they'll do if you elect them? That's yeah. how I read it. Good, yes. good. Yeah, right. we want action, not promises. Hey, that's it. Yes. Well, so we are almost out of time here. We just want to encourage people, amen, continue to speak the truth in love. Continue yes. to be standing for righteousness and make sure you get out there and vote, amen. Encourage your neighbors. Get out there and do it. Yes, everybody vote. Praise God. All right, well, we love you guys. We'll see you next week. Have a great day. All right, thanks. Go Beth Jones. That does it for this episode. And if you're interested in connecting with a community of like-minded people, please go to our website at www.therivernorthwest.com, Facebook, or download our TRC smartphone app from the Apple app or Google Play stores. If you like what you've been hearing today, I encourage you to go to wherever you're listening to this and leave us a review so we can make the show even better for you. Thank you for listening. And as always, speak the truth in love.